Welcome everyone. Do you miss us? Do you remember who we are? Do you remember what we stand for? If you do, poor you. This is the Out of Context Podcast for the brand new month of August 8th and year of our something something 2023. I am your host, Walker AC. I have nothing original to say because we've been gone for a while, just maybe a little over a week, but I know you remember who I am and you still my friends, so it's okay. On top of that, I did that just for a reason. I'd like to introduce, of course, the reoccurring person, the reoccurring theme, the young lady who enhances our show, the rabbit raccoon. If I don't introduce her properly, she will attack me and bite me. Even if she does not attack me now, she will bite me later. Welcome, Becky. Becky, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Hello, Adrian. Hello. How have you been these days? Thank you for having me back for this wonderful experience. Um somebody who is very impatiently wanting to talk right now and I can see on her face and she's refraining herself so much right now I'm very proud of her actually it's the one it's the only Ash Majestic yeah, welcome back it's patient. it's me signaling to myself like no, you don't say hi to Ashley you just say hey Adrian and I'm like well, the, the reason why the reason why I did it because the past two shows if you remember when you and I started to talk We'll hear Becky cackling in the background, or she'll jump in and make some comment, and then we introduce her. So I had just to, you know, go go about a different way. I had to introduce her first, you know, just to get it, just to get it out of the way a little bit. I know I was a little confused as you were doing the introduction. I was like, very confused about how he's introducing me. But hey, and then you said, and then you said Becky, and I was like, ah. Or no, then you said Rabbit Raccoon, and I was like, ah, okay, that's where he was going. This makes sense now. <laughs> Yes. So it's been a little over a week uh, since we've uh, we've all been together. So we'll start at a very tippy top. How have you been, Ashley? Let me sit back and get my coffee ready. Are we sure we want me to go first? Because we we all know what's what's going to happen. I'm going to try to talk. I'm trying not going to go on a excited rant. I want to try to keep it slow, but I'm going to not try to take the entire episode. But are we sure we want me to go first? As long as you speak loudly, speak clearly, I don't mind. But let, before we do, let me turn it over to Becky. Now, does Becky have anything to say? Because you know when she speaks, people listen. Not because of respect or, or anything, because of fear. So I'm going to turn to her just real quick to see if she has anything to, to say before we hand it over. Um, nothing really too exciting. Um, I'm on day 9 out of 10 with work. Um been dealing with some medical issues lately and yeah i'm just excited to be part of the show again and for us all to be together and i can see ashley's like super excited to talk about her week so we'll let her <laughs> what about you adrian before we even go over to her because we know we're gonna lose full control basically um actually uh the week's been pretty entertaining it's been extremely hot here in florida of course 95 degrees working in and out of that um did a couple of shows on the sidelines because you know life happens and out of context podcast you know we pop in here and there so i think we're back on track we did the experience with uh kevin knocked out a couple of shows with that so we're keeping everything going all right on the network and people have been clamoring for yourself and ashley so now that we're all back together as as a unit i think it's time i'm gonna sit back i'm a bow out and uh, I will ask the obvious question. Ashley, get off your phone. And uh, how have you been since the last time we spoke? It's been over a week. 
And uh, buckle up, folks. Here we go. Okay, so the reason I was on my phone is while you guys were doing that little thing, I just remembered to put in my prescription order for a medication because I'm almost out. So I was doing something important, so shut up. So I've already said this a few times in past episodes because it was leading up to the day, the day I was looking forward to for so long. No, Becky didn't show up. No, I didn't throw Adrian in front of the bus. It's much more special than that. I got to see Post Malone concert. I was so happy. I was very happy. Um, I did full face makeup. I did hair. Uh, I dressed myself really cute. And the drive there was fine. Stopped at a steakhouse on the way there. Had a couple drinks. The venue was great. It was a really great venue. The staff there were fucking shit. At the staff. At this, this is the West Palm Beach, I think, amphitheater. So, again, it was a really great stadium. It is, like, they have a big, huge awning over it. There's fans. So even though it was raining, you'd be covered. They had really great booths for drinks, for food choices, all that. It's not your typical fair fried food only. They had really good options. And but the staff. So my friend and I, when we pre-ordered our tickets, we pre-ordered VIP, and then we also ordered uh, a fast pass, little thing, so we get in even quicker. And then we got a free parking spot, like a VIP parking spot. So we go to one entrance, and they're like, no, you have to go three rights down. So, okay. We go there. And we show up. And we're showing them our ticket. I'm like, hey, so we go to VIP, we have VIP parking. They're like, yeah, you're going to go down to gate 12. And then they're and let them show you your ticket. And then they're going to show you where the VIP parking is. Cool. We get there. The guy, hey, let's go to VIP parking. And I'm like, oh, no, you're going to go here. Basically, the standard parking, the peasant parking. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't fucking care. Just park here. We're, it's not too far of a walk. I don't care. And it's like a mile long line to wait for people. So for people to get into the video, which is expected, of course, we're going around all that. And then we're asking a couple of people of like workers, like, Hey, we're looking for, you know, where the fast pass VIP thing is. They're showing us to where the fast pass is. But not the VIP fast pass, which we don't know this. We don't know there's two different fast pass things. So we're waiting there, and of course we're right there in the front. Like I was the first one. Like Carl and I were like one of the first few people to get in. But apparently there was supposed to be a VIP fast pass group that met up in a different part that got in even before all of this and had first access to merchandise. They got their free gifts, all the stuff. And but no one told us where to go. So we get in, get into the merchandise booth, and I made it very quick and easy for them. I put my credit card on the table, and I said, this is my sh- This is my size. I want one of everything. I don't care how much it was going to be charged. I knew what I was about. I want one of everything, one of every piece of merchandise. So I got shirts, sweaters, hoodies, two hats, uh, his newest CD, uh, keychain. 
I got everything except for a poster. I didn't need a poster uh, simply because I don't know where I'd hang it up for the moment. I could easily get an album poster online whenever I do want it, and it was ready. So, and there's no protective anything without folding it up and bending it, so it's like I didn't need a poster. That's the one thing I didn't get. So, then, we're walking around, like, where's, we see different VIP things. We see Jack Daniels VIP. We see this VIP. And we're asking people, like, hey, we're trying to find the World Kong League uh, VIP area for us. We're told, go here. Go there. Go this way. Go that way. Literally talk to 13 people, sending us all over the fucking place. At this point, we cut through the stadium to get to the other side of the video. Had it, and then as we're going through, I am stopping by an employee. I said, please do your best to not have to send me to somebody else. I am looking for the World uh, Beer Pump VIP lounge, and you are now number 14 of who I am talking to. I am about to scream. Please tell me where to go. Because there's no signs advertising where you're going. There was no map. Nothing. Go to the booth. We go to the lounge. Oh, sorry, not the booth, the lounge. We go there. And of course, they're stopping you before you enter. They want to see your stuff. Show them our tickets. And the woman's like, oh, this doesn't tell me anything. What do you mean it doesn't tell you anything? What do you mean it doesn't tell you anything? (laughs) Be at me. And then they're like, oh, we'll look up your name. Or like, do you have your credit card? I was like, no, because I brought a bunch of cash for this to end up being a cashless video, which was not advertised on any of the sites or anything, any pre, anything about coming to this this amphitheater that this was going to be a cashless venue. When I took out a lot of cash, because there's a lot of fraud, I don't feel comfortable bringing my credit cards and stuff. But fortunately, I was smart and brought up two credit cards as emergencies with me. So, but the card I used to purchase our tickets, I did not bring that one. And they're like, well, what's your name? And then they search my friend's name. And they're like, can't find it. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose my shit right now. I'm not going to get to see Post Malone because I'm going to square up with somebody. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, search my name. Because I forgot it was me that bought the tickets. And they found me. And then I was like, did you get your free? You're supposed to come in with the group. And we're like, Yeah. No one told us about that group. We did not know about a group because when we bought this package, there was nothing saying about me here, you're going to be part of a group. And then when we're showing people at the entrance, at the front gates, about that we're VIP, no one bothered to say, that's where you're going. Instead, they're like, you're going to go here because they're fucking dumbasses. <laughs> so we're like, we did not get our free gifts. We did not get our lanyard. We did not get all this shit that we're supposed to get. And they're like, oh, well, you can email the website and they will give you guys something in the mail. And I'm like, because I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a Karen. It's not this person's fault. And I'm just like, okay. And that's it. And then the sec- there's a security guy. He's like, but he's like, you know what? I'll just, I can go just go to one of the merchandise booths and I can get it for you. Because merchandise they're supposed to give you this stuff if you show your VIP exclusive. Another thing that was not told to us. And so he goes out there to go get fine. We got a free shirt, we got a lanyard, uh, a couple other things. 
We got we had free drinks, really good food, we're playing beer pong, all that stuff. It was really fun in there. But dear God, up until that moment, I was just ready to start swinging at people. I'm like, I am trying to have a good night. I am trying to just vibe and watch this man's I have been trying to see for years. So, fast forward. Time for the show. Uh, I like you know we're 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 like six rows from the stage, so I had a really great seat. And I already knew I was having going to have a headache. I already had a headache, and because I'm sensitive with my neck injury and head injury, and I had the special earbuds to help noise cancel a little bit. Uh, I did that for the introductory band. They were pretty neat. They're called Beach Fossils. Pretty good thing. They did a lot of dad jokes, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be post Malone, but, but we are pre-Malone. I was like, I love it. Uh, but post Malone comes on, he's just playing all my favorite bops. He's just, he was so fun, down to earth, whether he's playing on the front or not, because you never, never really know celebrities, unless you actually know them personally. But he was doing a lot of silly, goofy, weird dances, and he was just vibing, and after each song, he was just like, fucking thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Like, he, he was just a really sweet guy, and he was having fun, and it just felt like it was, like, I don't know, I was having the time of my life, screaming a lot. I knew I was going to have a headache, but I did my most to just enjoy it, because I took out the earbuds, because I was going to enjoy the experience. I did as much as I could with headbanging. Uh, I was in a lot of misery by the end of the night and the following day where I missed work. But goddamn, it was possible on and I knew what risk I was taking. Um, it's, it's towards the end of the show. He goes off stage along with the rest of the band. And I know they're not finished because there's one of his newer hit songs. It, like, uh, what's it called? Morning. No, no, not Morning Chemical. And he hadn't played it yet. And I'm like, okay, I know the show's not over because he hasn't, he hasn't played that and that's basically one of his hit songs out right now. And my friend is like, let's go. We can leave and we can get ahead of people. And I'm like, I don't think we should go because I'm pretty sure he's about to come back out. And she's like, trying to convince me, trying to convince me. And I'm just like, nope, I'm treating this like a Marvel movie until the lights come on the stadium. I am not walking out. And then sure enough, he comes back out and he sings Sunflower and then he does Chemical. And then they did like a whole grandstanding bow. This is his first tour that he's doing with an actual live band. It was really fun. And as we're leaving, I told her, I said, you do realize that you, if you had somehow miraculously convinced me to leave the stadium before he came back on stage and I had missed that, I would have actually murdered you. I would have physically assaulted you. I would be spending the next few days in the county jail of whatever West Palm Beach is because I would have fucking, like, and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 I know, I know. I was like, yeah, but I fucking killed you. Uh, and then, of course, the traffic getting out of there. Uh, people were idiots. No one wanted to move their cars. Everyone was just sitting there waiting. And before everyone's parked out in a big, huge field, and she's driving my car because I am not going to be able to drive at this point with how bad my headache is. And I'm like, hey, you know how... You just do things to get what you want and you can be a little reckless and you just want to get the fuck through. And she's like, yeah. 
I said, as long as you don't damage and scratch my car, live your best life. And she's like, fuck yeah. We pissed a lot of people off because no one was fucking building. So yeah, that's uh, the biggest summer I have with Buzz Malone. Um, probably one of the happiest nights of my life, if not the happiest. Uh, it was a really good show. I had a great seat. It was just really, really good. I, I had a lot of fun. The first half, not gonna lie, they had me in the first half, but it was really worth it. And I've just been vibing. I have been doing my best to vibe because it's been a rough couple weeks for me, but I'm vibing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. She's good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> so I do have, I do have a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Adrian, you need to turn your volume up a little bit. You're very quiet, my guy. Uh-oh. That's not good. I'm hearing everything perfectly, but let me just make a small adjustment. All right. Now, is that any better? Can you hear me okay over there? Yes. Okay, perfect. So, Kevin and I did a show about concerts the last show, so I'll ask you and I'll ask Bex. Post Malone was the best one for you. I can tell you still have that smile on your face. You're still glowing. So, what are your other two top concerts that you've been to I mean, that you consider, like, your top three. Post Malone, number uh, one, obviously. But, like, uh, what's your other two? Maroon 5. I saw them about ten years ago in concert. Uh, I went by myself. It was kind of like my, my first, like, concert experience that I paid for the tickets. And I just kind of, it was, like, something I really earned and worked for. And I did the same thing. I bought a ton of things. So, I saw Maroon 5. They put on a really good show. And... For a third, uh, I, there's not really one in particular. It's, I used to do, so downtown Orlando used to do like a downtown Orlando concert series or something where once every so many months they would put on free um, concerts for like, not super popular musicians and bands, but ones that, you know, they've, they've been around, they've been mainstream here and there. And then I would go to the Strawberry Festival with my dad and they would have like it would be mostly like rock and country music singers and i always did that stuff with my dad um so no one that really stood out in super particular but i'm gonna just say charlie pride he is like an old old like country music singer but he was my first ever concert and i went with my dad and it's something i'm always gonna remember so yeah Oh, not bad. Becky, what about you? I've only been to two concerts besides, like, um, Country Fest and, like, um, Big and Rich. But, um, Pierce the Veil and the Acoustic Seven Dust concert I went to, and I want to go to more, but (laughs) they shut down the concert hall, so for me to go see like these big names and everything now, I had to go down to New York City and I'm not doing it. <laughs> Definitely way too many people. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because once again, of course, this is a podcast, it's all audio and we don't have any video just yet, but it's entertaining seeing Ashley after all this time and she's very, very much uh, alive and hyper over here. So I'm definitely impressed by that. 
I, I am sorry not to interrupt. I'm trying to get good noodle, but no, I don't know why I completely forgot this. There's two other really great concerts I've seen. I went and saw, I've seen Luke Bryan twice, and I saw Blake Shelton, but Luke Bryan, the first, I would put him actually as my number three. Charlie Bryan is more of a nostalgia thing with my dad, but really, my first concert, or not my first concert, my, the first of the two concerts I saw Luke Bryan was in Georgia, open field concert. We're right there on the stage, touching the stage. He put on a damn good show, and yeah. Yeah, there we go. We're fine. <laughs> Concert I went to, my favorite one was Beastie Boys, Rollins Band, and Cypress Hill. This is in Orlando, and this little center called The Edge shows years ago. Um, yeah, got high, went to a mosh pit, mosh with skinheads. Actually pretty fun. Got a humongous scar across my chest, and got my glasses broke, so definitely fun with that. Small little side story, and I'll turn it back to Ashley, because this show will be about her, too, so... But, uh, <laughs> no, it's all about you on this time. Um, I, I lived in Daytona Beach, dated a young lady. Our first date, she took me to a concert. Not a big concert guy. Um, she took me to see this group called Flock of Seagulls. And, yes, the look on your face, I never heard of Flock of Seagulls, never knew what kind of music they were. But it was seemingly old hippies, old 60s rock music. And, uh, yeah, me being drugged to this this place had maybe 20 people while they played and she was having a grand old time dancing and I just sat there like a bump on a log. I was the only African-American guy there listening to Flock of Seagulls and uh, yeah, it was a horrendous, horrendous show but she enjoyed herself and I was an idiot and I wanted to get with her so yeah, I pretended to enjoy myself too. That was one horrible concert I went to. Second one was Phil Collins in 93. Phil Collins, Genesis, great concert, had a good time with that. Other than that, yeah, I think I think my number one has been Ministry and, and, and Marilyn Manson. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. Being one of very few black people in the Marilyn Manson concert that really stood out. So it was wonderful. And she's nodding because this is a podcast. You have to actually talk. You can't really nod. I, I think you know this by now. <laughs> I'm showing you that. I'm paying attention. Okay, I have a question. Actually, it's going away from concerts now. But it's a question that has been in my mind for the longest time now. Okay. Yes, I'm black. And I've been saving it. Okay. So you know the rules of vampires, the superstitious rules that, you know, they, don't, they hate garlic, holy water, uh, silver, can't see the mirror, they can't enter a home without being invited in, right? Mm-hmm. Becky. <laughs> I'm paying attention. Okay. So what was the answer to what I asked? You were asking about vampires and stuff. You didn't ask a question yet. I, I did. I was like, yes. Like, as in, like, you get that, right? I have a feeling I know where it's going. Is this about the if vampire's a police officer? God damn it! Yes, that's the question I was going to ask, is if a vampire is a police officer and he has a warrant, can he get into your house? Yes, Adrian. I would guess so. I would imagine so. But how? But how? Like, because vampires can't get to a house without being invited in. But it's a cop with a warrant. You want like, my theory or? I, I have a theory as well, but I'm going to hear yours first. So my theory is if the vampire is smart, they'll have a partner with them. And the partner will step forward. And if the partner doesn't even know 
who the guy is, like he's a vampire or whatnot. Say hypothetically, Ashley and I were cops and I'm a vampire, she doesn't know. She steps inside, she's gonna look at me and go, are you coming in? That's an invitation and I get to go in. No, okay, so for one, uh, I would basically know you're a vampire. I would suspect it because how white you are. Uh, super pale. I know you don't see something. Two, um, I can't, it's not me inviting you in because it's not my home. But so you're on the premises. Therefore, every vampire story, it doesn't matter if you own the house or not. As long as if you are inside the building and you invite the person in, they are allowed access to that part of the building until they get into an area where it's like new construction, it's an add-on. Then they need invitation again. So, okay. My thing is, I've always wanted the question that has to be the, it has to be like someone that lives on the premises, like considered an owner or something. Because my coworker and I, we had this little debate earlier today too. Because then she's like, oh, the other person could just go inside and they can do the warrant stuff. And and then she said the same thing. You can invite them. I'm like, okay, but what if the person? Uh, so let's say it works that way. So with the person, it's like it's something immediate, and they don't realize that they have to tell the person, hey, aren't you coming in? Or because that's not even an official invite. It's like, hey, come on in. Like if it's a question, it's not really an invitation. You have to say, come on in. So then something happens. The person they have a warrant for is bolting out the back door, or they're putting up a fight. That person. Is being the living tar out of the partner, the other cop. And the other cop is to stand there like, can't do anything. Sorry, rules are rules. But then there's the other theory. Uh, because technically, because they have there's supernatural laws that they have to abide, abide by. But with the warrants, it also supersedes, because it's a law, a warrant where people just can't simply walk into somebody's house without permission because it's breaking in or trespassing a lot of other laws to put down but a warrant overrides all of that so would a legal document by a government party override a supernatural rule well to kind of put the kibosh on that if you really think about it if you're a vampire wanting to get to somebody I don't think the last thing to worry about is like the whole legality of it I actually saw some clip off a movie that it escapes me to where all these people are in the house and the vampire is outside. And of course, you know, you're not going to you're not going to to give them permission to come in or else you're going to die. The vampire did something really smart. He actually dug up the ground, got like a like a gas line and set the house on fire. So people had no choice but to run out and he killed them. That's actually really smart. So I dig that. So I don't think it's worried about like the vampire if they're gonna worry about the rules or not. It's like they have no choice but to like they literally it's a supernatural thing. It's like they cannot step forward. I like that where I, I don't see that movie but I don't know but I like the idea that they thought they thought around the box. Like there's a this show called Vampire Diaries. I only watched like so much of it years ago. Uh, but there's a scene that I see pop up on TikTok every so often. Uh, it's people in a the house. Uh, there's a vampire. He's kind of like he, he was originally evil, then he's not evil, he's kind of like uh, the anti-hero, anti-hero, whatever you want to call him. Basically, they don't want him in that house. Um, they're like, nope, because he's either going to A, fuck our shit up, or B, he's going to just annoy the living shit out of us. Think of it like me, for example, or Becky. So he can't go in, 
So he's like, okay, motherfuckers. So he goes to the fence. It's one of those fences where, you know, it's a wooden fence and they have the little pointed little things. He was just ripping them off and just throwing them into the house. Basically, like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. I'm going to fuck up your house. And so that's how he, he didn't really get around it. But he's just like, I can't get in, but these these things of wood are going to get in. And then there was another scene where it was like a really, really old house. Uh, I don't know how it happened, how it makes sense. I'm missing something here. But basically, a vampire was like, this house is considered a historical building, which means it belongs to the public. It doesn't belong necessarily to you. So, with that, and he steps forward, and he's just like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. So, so I, did, I like that they can go around. So, so I do have so, a question for you and Becky. Oh, oh, oh please, Becky, go ahead. I, I interrupted. Go ahead. So I've read the Vampire Diaries. I read the books. And in the book, I think it's like the first one, the guy is the bad guy. Like he only turns good at like the very end. In this Damon. Scene, Damon. Damon got permission to enter the house through, I think the main character's name was Elena or Elena or something like that. Elena. Elena. Her friend was playing with a Ouija board and her friend said, we welcome you into this house. He could enter. But um, Elena didn't have a younger brother. She had a younger sister. Younger sister was 11 years old. Elena went into her younger sister's bedroom, which was part of an old building. Damien couldn't enter it. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's, you have it mixed up, though. Because I, re- I did read the first book as well when I was in middle school. You're very close to it. So it wasn't the little sister's room that was ori- the floor was originally from the, or was from the original foundation. It was Elena's room. Oh, so yeah. The, vamp- the, the right. vampire. Right. Yeah. Right. He couldn't get in. So he threatened the little sister. He's just like, either you invite me in or I'm going to fuck her shit up. And she's like, all right, come in. But that's what I'm saying. If we're going based off vampire folklore, anyone with authority, which if you're a friend and you say, welcome to my house, my house is your house. And I say that to Ashley and it turns out Adrian's a vampire and Ashley's like, oh yeah, Adrian, he can enter my house. So this is but where it comes to question. What about if you rent? Because technically you don't own it. Well, then that's going back to the same thing is where you said, like, oh, you're friends, so you can just start staying there. Um, but to be fair, I think, like, there's different now, depending on the books, movies, everything. Every lore is different when it comes to vampires. We're not going to talk about Twilight. That's the one I refuse to acknowledge because <laughs> they made the fairies fucking, fucking sparkling, I swear to God. The fairies. So, yeah. So, actually, I do have a question about that. Um, I'm, not too, I'm not too well versed in vampire lore, but I watched a movie called Let Me In. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's based off a Russian movie. It's really, really good. I'm not going to get in too deeply into it. Um, people who are interested, pause it and Google movie called Let Me In. So, <clears throat> a young girl, young, a young vampire, she would, she would knock on uh, the little kid's door that she, would, that she was infatuated with. And she would always ask, aren't you going to invite me in? And he would always say yes. One scene, they had an argument, <clears throat> and um, she stood by the doorway, and she's like, are you going to let me in? And he says, 
you know, no, I don't want you to come in. But what's, what would happen to you if you walked in? So she walked in, began shaking, convulsing, bleeding everywhere, and she was literally killing herself. So my question to you both is, in vampire lore, if you, if you don't invite the vampire in and they take it upon themselves to come in, what happens to them? In traditional vampire lore, they get repelled from the house and they literally cannot enter. Like if they even set one foot, they're repelled backwards. Don't know why, something about a ward being put up. Other vampire lores, it's they burn. Other ones, they are in a lot of pain. A lot of other ones, they literally like whatever touches the dwelling inside is like black ash until they regenerate. Gotcha. So, 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 so basically, so basically, like they don't die or anything of the sort. You know, they just get either you know damaged or, or whatnot until you until you invite them in or whatnot. I'm just gonna say, if I googled, can vampires be invited by friends? And of course, the internet and Google is all knowing, and nothing is ever false. But I put it into our recording chat. Invitation is a weakness of vampires and hybrids, including original vampire slash hybrids. In order to enter any house owned by humans. Witches, werewolves, or doppelgangers. Vampires or hybrids must be invited by the owners of the home. Okay. <laughs> Throughout the novels and likes of TV, counterpart vampires can enter homes into which they are invited by anyone in the house at the time, whether they are the owner, a resident, or a guest. Alright, we're only gonna just we're gonna have to solve this like adults. Dance off, bro. See if I dance, I'm gonna break something. Um, I think, but I think between you and Becky, I think you might win the dance off. I'll just sit back and I'll take an L on this one. So yeah, it's it's, it's definitely interesting. No, I'm not a big proponent of, of vampires. Actually, just has a headbang one time and I win. <laughs> I would have to headbang because you did that, so I would be doing it for moves. That's dance off, bro. I wouldn't headbang though. So I wouldn't have head. So I wouldn't headbang either. There's plenty of moves out there. Uh, I'll bring the boombox and I'll set it down and just you know hit play and uh, you know if you know if a Becky starts break dancing I'll be blown away by it and uh, you know if Ashley does the robot I'll be thoroughly entertained. So it's you know, it's I definitely a win win. Can do a really neat macarena, sprinkler, chicken, a white girl version of a twerk. Can <laughs> do it all. I heard the macarena for the first time in Colorado during a duck race. And what's a duck race, you may ask? A lot of white people in, in, in Colorado, they spent $5 on little plastic ducks that would float down the river. And the first duck across the line won all the money. And there was a, a uh, stuffed duck doing the Macarena for about a good hour and a half. First time hearing that song, last time hearing that song, so I can't stand it ever again. So, NewZealandRabbitClub.net says vampires do not need to be invited into the home or building vampires do not need to be invited to a home or building in order to enter however the popular myth that vampires must be invited in has been around since the late 19th century the myth originated from eastern european folklore often called blue wolf myth which states that vampires must be invited in typically by a family member in order to enter a house or a building some people still believe that the they must utter the words, come in vampire. Other people, 
most related to the inviting vampire in is that if the vampire was invited into someone's abode, then no one living in or visiting the home is safe from the vampire and the vampire can enter at will. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read something else here. It says, Becky's going to research. I went to research, too. In many vampire legends, vampires cannot enter a house or room without being invited in. And Becky can go second. I'm literally finding things from websites that art.com or wiki that say that you can be invited in from anybody. In fact, in truth, vampires can freely enter and exit any dwelling without first being invited in. As such, anyone concerned about vampires should take necessary precautions to ensure their home is protected from unwanted intruders, such as using locks and windows, installing security cameras, and hiring security guards. So, my first article that I, where I read that little first tidbit, where the start of this, it's from a sci-fi dot stat exchange. And then I was going down what? looking stack exchange, not stock exchange, sci-fi dot stack exchange. Okay. Um, and then there's another one that's like, where, where did you go? Um, it was like a really funny link. Oh, uh, then there's another one, straight dope message board. Sounds so credible. So these are very reliable sources. Yeah, definitely credible. Uh-huh. Well, either way, I, lo- I love when someone's listening to this and they're just like, it's fucking vampires. It's a myth. There's always going to be a different version. Why the fuck are they debating this? <laughs> Simply because we have nothing else going on in our lives. Or we've got too much else going on in our lives. So it's like, ooh. Yes, I mean, this. Oh, yes, this is, is this is a very small escape. I mean, I mean, granted, we can have a whole lot of questions because the movie Renfield. Have you guys seen that yet? No, no. Oh, good lord! Yeah, Nicolas Cage plays Dracula. So. Oh, oh, okay. I know that movie, but I haven't seen it yet. It's on my wish and not wish list, my uh, watch list. Yes. So I went to Wiki about vampires. Sorry, cut you off, Adrian. But there's. Theories from Africa, America, Asia, modern beliefs. I'm like, oh. No, 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 no. There's no vampires in Africa because they always bless the rains down in Africa. That is true. We we did bless the rains down in Africa. That's why they don't originate in Africa. So yeah, the so your source is unreliable already. Like that that's just already out of it. They threw Africa into it and it's like everyone knows that. That's straight facts. That's a scientific fact, even. Okay. Anyway, it's Adrian Nicholas Cage, Dracula. <laughs> yes, uh, it's on Peacock. So watch Renfield. I think you'll find it entertaining. And also the new, the new, uh, the new uh, Dracula movie coming out, uh, to where Dracula is on the ship. So, yep. so how would that work? It's not a house. Not as a long house. as he doesn't go into the living quarters, he's fine. Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious because, like, during yeah, the course of the previews, but well, during the course of the previews, I mean, he's going all over the ship, you know, and are some yeah, closed but, doors where he's actually breaking through, the, you know, breaking through the closed doors. But it's not a house. It's not a house. I mean, a he again, he's not going through dwelling areas like the captain's quarters, unless, of course, he is. In which case, uh, it goes back to what I said, which is vampires don't need to be invited in; they can just enter. 
But wait, no, no one can just simply enter, like no one can just simply enter captain's quarters unless you're the first mate. So the vampire would have to be a first mate. But what about enemy ships? Well, then, so if it's enemy ship, if he, so can a vampire go onto an enemy ship? Are the enemies just gonna invite them over and say, "Hey, come on over, fuck up our shit"? <laughs> but it's not the dwell, living dwelling part. So I guess they can fuck everything up around the living quarters until they kill the captain, the first mate, and then they can freely enter. What if the vampire's captain? Well, what about the enemy ship? So he's the captain. Captains hardly ever go onto the enemy ship. The crew goes to the enemy ship and fucks up their shit, and they, if they take any prisoners or treasure, they bring it back to their ship, and they bring it to the captain. That's true. Look at me, I am captain now. Welcome back to the Out of Context Podcast. You know you missed all of us. <laughs> We're having a serious discussion here, Adrian. Okay, this is this is what the people are really here for. See, and the sad thing is, like, I'm very knowledgeable about werewolves and shapeshifters. When it comes to vampires, my knowledge is it's there, but it's not as good as it could be. So. Yeah, my my knowledge is basically mostly around the dark, dirty, and demented. Yeah, I know you and your smut, bro, man. The smut. No, and demented as in like. You like twisted facts. Like we have a lot of uh, history in our Discord chats that would, you know, suggest examples. Uh, the gas station question, always a fan favorite. My favorite. It, it uh, is a good question. It is a good question. It's a reasonable question too. Well, I mean, like, now what would you do in that situation? That's a very realistic situation. I mean, but but the weird thing is, we, we we've asked all of our guests that question, so we have to come up with a new one. We have to come up with a, with you know with with a much more thought provoking question you know, other than the gas station one. No, 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 no. So obviously, there's gonna be always thought provoking questions on the show, but as time goes on and we ever get a new person, that gas station question is always gonna get asked. Them. It is. That's gonna determine exactly where they stand with Ashley and me. Yep. So wait, I'm not involved in this vote or anything, and has to nope. go well, through you two ladies. Two against one, so yeah. It's always been. This is a democracy. It's always been two against one on this show. I mean, no one is ever on my side. No, 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 Ashley. I disagreed with you a couple times and agreed with Adrian. It's been probably once on like the blue moon when it aligned with the sun and Venus and all that, but it's happened before. Oh, when the stars aligned. Yes, when the stars aligned, it was blue moon, though, a happy blue moon. Yes, and then the moment you agreed with me, two seconds later, you turned around and threatened my life. So it was well, a... I mean, because uh, everything shifted, like, two seconds yeah. later. <laughs> oh, okay. They aligned that long, Adrian. Silly, like, silly me. Briefly, when everything is aligned and works in your favor. Yeah, but it, it, things are always in motion. Like, do you not know science? I guess not, I... Humbly apologize. I mean, it's your fault too because I was a vampire and Ashley did ask you if I could come on to the show and you said yes and now I'm here. Yep, there you go. And I'm totally screwed. Totally, totally yep. screwed. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, Bex, just in case, I'm going to have garlic ready. And uh, yeah, don't have a priest Well, with fun me. fact, I actually really dislike garlic. Yes. Fucking vampire. I mean, I... She's pale as shit. I hate the um, garlic. So... My blood work did say I am lacking half the amount of vitamin D that I should have. <laughs> doesn't, go, doesn't go to church and it doesn't step on holy grounds. 
oh, I go to church now, I want to throw up. It's, but that's, that could be a werewolf thing. That could just be the rabbit raccoon part. Like, I don't wear raccoon, so I'm going to get holy water. So this is why this topic is brought up. (laughs) (laughs) This is why this topic is brought up. We we, we finally understand Becky. We finally understand what's going on with her. And uh, so so, uh, if this is my last transmission... Before she kills me, um, I love my family. And uh, are you yeah. in New York yet? No, not yet. Are you coming to New York? As she smiles in the darkness. Uh, yes, I still plan on coming to New York. Okay, then you're fine for now until I'm you're in my territory. A priest to bless a bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> a holy Gatorade. And oh, the yeah. police, the police will never understand why there is a melted pool of goo mixed in with a Gatorade next to my feet. They are not going to understand what happened. I think if they listen to this podcast, they'll understand clearly. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's two idiots. And I'm like, I wasn't even involved in the Florida. It's like, you're just guilty by association. I'm like, you know what? The Florida man attacks New York woman. <laughs> I'm not a man. <laughs> Only in the ways that count. Good lord. Oh, so, speaking of New York woman, um, I had an interesting experience today at work, um, which Ashley kind of knows about. What the fuck is that? It looks like her hair tie. That's not a hair cloak. That's a fucking mouth. That's a gator mouth. Anyways, um, (laughs) I had to help one of my co-workers kick out two teenage boys and they were being very <sighs> if I was 10 years younger I would have decked them but I'm... you know I'm an adult I have to <laughs> be mature about things this kid was trying to insult me he's like I can't tell if you're a man or a woman I'm thinking to myself thanks I go by the them half the time you did not offend me <laughs> You should have grabbed a razor and be like, I am a man. (laughs) I should have looked and go, joke's on you. I'm neither. I'm a rabid raccoon. And just attack them right there on the spot. That would have been tremendous. But like the little shit, he's shorter than me. I'm five foot nine. This kid comes up to my shoulder. He's like going off on me. And I'm like, oh my God, you sound like my ex-boyfriend. Like you little shithead. And I'm like, hey, keep it up, keep it up. Don't care, don't care. He's like trying to insult me. He literally does like one of the fake out lunges at me. I'm like, don't care. Which is very big for me concerning my PTSD because he was on my right hand side. Now, now, how often do you get like troublemakers like that in, you know, at, at your job? More often than I care to count. <laughs> I think whenever sporting goods, where there's basketball hoops and stuff, I've kicked out more people than I cared to. I had this one guy look at me. He was like, can I fire a flare gun inside the store? I said, do you want to be charged with arson? Because that's how you get charged with arson. Yeah, uh, I don't miss the fun of my previous jobs with uh, wonderful customers. I have a few rotten ones here and there but it's, it's very rare and probably Ashley has her fair share of morons but not as much as uh you know like Becky's store oh I've got oh, yeah. 
stories upon stories upon stories and it is great especially with me being a supervisor like i had this guy who was indian or middle eastern i couldn't really tell his accent was very thick and i'm trying to be nice and polite to him but as soon as i approached i'm like hi my name's becky i'm the supervisor i heard you have questions about things no 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 i want to the man i want to deal with the man Ooh, big no-no. And then, oh, other stores marked this down for me. I don't have marked down money. I don't know what to tell you. Well, what about little man like me? I'm like, I don't have the funds to mark $100 headphones down to what would you think is reasonable? Oh, $25. Okay, I have over 100 of them. <laughs> Me to mark them down? No. No. And he just did not like the fact that he was dealing with a woman. He did not like the fact that I was not budging. He did not like the fact that I told him, you're not dealing with my associate, you're dealing with me now. I want to deal with me. No, no, you're dealing, you're dealing with them. Pissed off right now, so <laughs> enjoy. Uh, I give you kudos for being at that job. Because, yeah, like Ashley and I talked about ad nauseum to, where we, to what we used to do, it was pretty much the same thing. And dealing with it just hours and hours and hours on end, you know, uh, I'm very, very happy and very proud of you for not stabbing people randomly in the neck and, and, and getting upset. Um, I mean, I mean, for you, Ashley, what, what's the worst one for you other than people can't really manage their money and they blame you for it? Oh, uh, there's like a list of long things, but one of just particularly, it's been a pet peeve because it's happened, it happens a lot, but it's just one that pops into my mind is, so... For, I can't speak for other finance institutions, but at least for mine, is your photo ID, like from your driver's license, state ID, whatever, uh, is scanned into your profile. So as soon as you come in and you know we pull up, pull up your account, we can see your, your photo ID from your driver's license. And uh, so, so we don't we do everything electronic. We don't, you don't have to fill out slips or anything like that. And so when someone comes to my desk, they're like, I need help with this. And I'm like, cool. Can I please get your ID or your member card, which can be like a debit card, credit card, what, anything. I'm like, oh, I don't have one of these cards. And my head so badly do I say, that's why I fucking said or. <laughs> I said or. And one of these days, I'm going to end up saying that to someone. It's like, that's why I said or. This or that. I don't have that. <laughs> they get me the other thing. So yeah, that's that's one that I'm just like, okay, um, plenty of things. Um, Do you have people when you're trying to explain things to them and you're trying to explain it, they cut you off and they're like, no, and you're like, let me finish before you oh, cut no. me off. When that happens, when people cut me off, I just sit back and I just stare at them. I just look look at them dead in the eye, and I just. Uh, people can't see me, but you guys just, I just simply just blankly stare at them and my face is like showing like go on and then like oh well, are you so I was like I'm just waiting for you to finish because when people continuously cut me off when I'm at work the RB banker starts going away I still remain being respectful but I'm like hey I am trying to talk to talk this out with you I'm trying to help you but if you continue to cut me off I cannot do my job and I am trying to help you and if it keeps going from there, I'm like, I can no longer help you. 
goodbye. And I will get up from my desk and I will walk away. It's only happened less than a handful of times in my current job, which is fine with me. Uh, like, for instance, you guys, you guys know what CDs are? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're so, savings thing, right? Yeah. So, so there's, there's calculations how you earn interest and how much interest you can earn. So right now we have a promotional rate and all that stuff. So people are coming left and right doing getting CDs open. And I have a program at my job that automatically calculates, okay, if I put in this much money, this is the interest rate and this is the term, how much am I looking to earn by the end of the term? And I put that information in and it tells me, boom, this is how much you're going to earn. And then someone, it, I always get these people once in a blue moon, they're like, that's not how I added it. I, I don't know what to tell you. This is literally the program that we use. And this is the numbers it's telling me. But that's not right. It's, it, that, but I calculate it's not that way. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, what, what am I going to do? What, like, I'm going to, like, either way, this is what my system's going to do. But how did you get that number? I use the system. You don't count it yourself? No, because human error can get in the way. And decibels and fractions and percentages are my weakest points in math. Oh, so you're a banker. Yes. <laughs> Would you rather have a machine that is correct 99.9% of the time or someone that has Florida education? Machine. If you choose option B, then you're fucking stupid. <laughs> but That's like it, machine. It just, it's, I, it just baffles me what's just like and then they stare at you, where I know people can't see me, but you guys can. They're, oh, this and this happened, and I want this to be changed because I don't like this. Hey, customer, unfortunately, this is what we cannot do. There's no magical button for me to press, and then everything is just okay for you once again. And then they just stare at me. Like, the longer they stare at me, I'm going to just change my mind, and I'm like, hey, Jesus himself just walked in the door. Everything's okay for you again. And I would look at someone, and I've actually said plenty of times this, you're staring at me as if my answer's going to change, and it will not. It, like, I had to talk to people like they're fucking toddlers. It's, it's, but yeah, um, I'm very polite, I'm very respectful to people, but I will draw the hard line when people start to cro- are trying to cross it, and I'll give them that fair warning, it's like, hey, I am trying to help you. I'm doing my best to help you. But you continue to act this way, I can no longer help you. And again, and as I said before, there's times that I will walk away from someone and say, hey, I can no longer assist you. And I will lock my computer, I will lock my drawers, and I will get up and I will leave and I will go to the back. And my manager will probably ask me, hey, what happened? I was like, this is what happened. I no longer will assist these people because it's customer service. I'm used to people being rude, fucking assholes. But the moment that they're trying to treat me like I am a piece of dog, like I'm a uh, like dog shit or I'm a rug for them to walk all over I will not do that this company does not pay me enough to be treated like that so I will not and I will respectfully walk away and someone else can choose to assist them because it's no longer my fucking problem what normally works for me is the moment a customer gets irate I just give them the blank death stare and then the moment they you know using foul language I stop I cut them off and I'm like okay until you can have an adult conversation with me there's nothing more I can do for you have a good day and I asked him oh. to leave. Yep. My favorite thing to do when customers start getting really bad with me, especially the men, because men always tell me, oh, you should smile more. 
So when I do smile, and I smile at them, and they piss me off, I think Ashley's seen the smile a couple times when people have pissed me off. And I'll smile at them and go, okay, sir. So you just explain to me your problem and I'll re-explain it. Here are the options I gave you. You don't like any of them. What more do you want me to do for you today? Because I can't assist you any further than offering options A, B, or C. Which oh, one would you like to do? Oh my God, I remember, I, I have people like that, especially the old people. It's like, for instance, there's their bank statements. By law, financial institutions need to provide their customers with their statements of their finances, whether it be by mail or electronic. Those are your two choices. We cannot just simply not send you statements. It is required by law that people need to receive their statements because the bank needs to provide what they're doing with your shit. So I had someone, and he's like, I, I have people that I'm pretty sure are stealing from my mailbox. I don't want my statements to be sent there anymore. Okay, uh, we can send it to your email. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't, I don't have email. I don't want it. Okay, uh, do you have uh, someone that you trust, a family or a close friend that you would trust to have your mail sent? Yeah, I don't do that. I don't want people taking, getting my mail. Okay, uh, have you considered getting a PO box? No, because that costs money. Okay, well, there, I'm all out of that, That's it. There's nothing else I can do. You can't just have print them out for me. I can always print out your statements here, but by law, we have to either email your statements or have them be sent to an address. We cannot just simply put no statements for this person ever again. No, we cannot send it, have it mailed to our location, and then just call you to come pick it up. We are not the post office. It's the same thing. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Sir, I gave you four fucking options. Pick one. <laughs> You're like, um, you're an adult. You have choices. And, uh, yeah, you can figure this out. I've gotten the, you know, I've gotten yelled at over certain things. And I'm like, okay, well, we send it to your email. I don't check my email. With a straight face, they look at me and say, I don't check my email. And I go, okay. This is my problem how? And then, yeah, I get yelled at some more. And then that's why I ask them to leave, you know, just to leave. Because... Obviously, it's my fault. You can't check your email. It's just one of the fun, lovely things that we deal with in the service industry. So, um, you pay me twenty-two dollars an hour. I will gladly work for you, and I will gladly handle all those customers for you. You will murder and uh, harm and hurt and maim most of my customers. Not physically. You I would do it physically. Where's the fun of doing it physically if I'm working retail? I want to mentally torment these people because they're mentally tormenting me. Let me, let me just share the love. It would be entertaining I, for you to work I, side I, by side I, with me. It would be extremely entertaining because you would just you attack and knife or anything. And yeah, I might pull it out and be like, um, oh, speaking of knife, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hmm, you don't like the options I'm giving you. You don't like that I've told you how to resolve the issues. I don't, you don't like the fact that I told you, oh, if you had checked your email, your email, not mine, yours, um, that you would have been aware of this issue and we wouldn't be in this predicament. But because you, you just admitted you don't check your email, you don't do your homework. So my problem. See, you would scare away most and of them. Starting them with kindness. Oh, yeah, yeah, you would kill them, dot, 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 with kindness. 
Yes, kindness is engraved in my knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like your knife is called kindness. Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> missed you, ladies. Truly, truly missed you, ladies. As, as we wrap up here, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you, know, you guys, do you guys have anything for us before we close up? Any, any final thoughts? Any, any rants before we close up shop this week? Oh, because uh, I know you're going to ask for a plug. You can find me as Ash Majestics. If you can find me on social media, feel free to try to add me and message me. Your best shot is going to be on Instagram. Uh, anywhere else is going to be very unlikely. So, yeah. Uh, and of course, um, we are now on TikTok. Right now, TikTok, um, they offered a, a thing now to where you can actually put up full podcasts on TikTok now. And that's something I'll be working on shortly if the link actually works. And uh, yeah, so when the link actually works, you can actually go on TikTok, listen to our podcast in full from start to finish. Oh man, we're going to get TikTok and the simplest things will trend and we're going to get canceled really quick. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, Adrian, you're setting us up for being canceled. I'm going to lose my job. Ashley's going to lose her job. Oh my God. At least I can escape to another country. I don't know what's going to happen with you. Uh, yeah, I think we're pretty much screwed. So maybe, maybe, maybe not TikTok. We'll, we'll have to do some more research on that one. So, And, of course, you can find us on 21 free different apps out there. Just do a search for the Walker AC Experience. This is where you find the out of context, Slack and Majestically show everything in between. And as I said before, at the end of this month, the Stitcher app will no longer be carrying any podcasts. So that's one of the apps that we're not working on anymore. And if anybody wants to uh, interact with the rabbit raccoon, be bit, hire her to threaten your uh, customers, where can they reach you, Miss Becky? Um, you can find me on Twitch. I've actually took care of a couple kinks due to a creepy incident that happened to me while I was streaming. Um, but you find me on Twitch at RainbowCupcake95. I might be changing my handle just for privacy reasons, but for right now, that's where you can find me. Do you want to quickly share, like, without giving the details, of course, like, do you want to quickly share what happened when you and I, like, when you are streaming and you and I were playing? Yes, so Ashley and I were playing Dead by Daylight, and I was streaming live on Twitch, and I had the username in the Dead by Daylight chat, like TTV underscore Rainbow Cupcake 95. And all of a sudden, Ashley and I, we are laughing, giggling, having a good time. I glance over at the chat and I see this person say my first name and my last name. I get quiet. Ashley's like, let's go ahead. Nope, nope, nothing. I'm just, I'm just focusing, that's all. I had to block the person and I quickly went off of Twitch and I looked at Ashley and I said, does any of my social medias have my last name on it? We, he went out of his way to find my um, TikTok. So I took my last name off there and I'm still unsure if there's anything out there with my last name. Did he just do it to troll you or did he do it just to actually search for you or? Probably to troll. He sent me a friend request. He followed me. He, I was like, I'm, you are, no. Yeah. No. So no. That's a, that's a bad stalker too. You're revealing your cards for a scan. Like, 
I don't know if it's just some young, immature person, or they just have to be like, but I don't know why you would go from Twitch to TikTok and everything in between. So that's why I'm saying my handle might be changing just for privacy reasons. Oh, of course. And of course, also, you know, we, it's, it, it really doesn't need to be said, but when you reach out to us, you know, here on the experience and you reach out to each, you know, to each and every one of us individual, of course, you know, come with us, you know, with respect. We have, we're goofy, we have a good time, we threaten to murder people, but in the interim, you know, be nice, behave, we will block you, we'll find you, Becky will rip out your thorax, um, Ashley will stab you and I will set you on fire. So just be nice to one of us, no one gets hurt, enjoy the show, everyone. But as we sign off, it's been over a week. So I will sit back and I'll just listen up. All right. What do you call a dwarf psychic that just escaped prison? What? A small medium at large. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Good night, everyone.